Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's broadcast. We have a special treat for you. This topic, uh, exposing the spirit of socialism in Canadian charismatic circles. Now, before you turn it off or swipe or go somewhere else, this does not just apply to Canadian circles. That is for sure. You will find this appear in the body of Christ in different places all over the world. Why? Because it's a spirit. But one of the real hotbeds for this spirit's activity is in the Canadian charismatic world. And if you talk to most people, they know what it is. Or if you describe it, they say, ah, okay, that's what that was. And they can tell their own story of where they ran into it. I mean, I've heard this from leaders for years. And as I emerged uh, in ministry and our ministry became a more national ministry, that's when we ourselves were sort of baptized into this thing. I want to ask you a question before we go to the video, because what we've done is uh, we have filmed two amazing, very thorough teachings on this subject uh, that we actually got the highest viewership we ever had with this particular topic. I mean, people were writing me, they were watching it, they were saying, wow, it finally explains so much and answers so many of the challenges they had, even in their own family circles and different relational dynamics that were a mystery until they watched this. I want to ask you, have you ever felt like when you got into the group and began to emerge that all hell broke loose? Or when your ministry began to take more ground, you seemed to come under unusual fire that was just different than typical warfare. Have you found yourself facing your greatest challenges when it comes to your own Christian leaders around you and peers and and even pastors in your city, pastors in your nation? Have you faced this and it seems to go beyond normal jealousy? Have you ever been the victim of conspiracy where good people, godly people seemed to conspire and things were created out of almost nowhere? Have you ever lost friendships or entered into challenges with other leaders where they began to behave strangely and suddenly abandon or reject you or turn on you or talk about you? Have you had unusual slander? And I mean, it sounds like I could be describing many situations, but I'm sure a lot of this already you were able to identify with. So before I jump into teaching it right here, we want to go to the video. The spirit of socialism you'll see why it's called a socialistic spirit and uh, one more hint to you have you ever found that when you began to distinguish yourself when God began to use you in an unusual way you felt like you were about to get your head chopped off <laughs> well this video is gonna explain a lot for you and I don't want to give it all away but all throughout Scripture we see this emerge. It is prevalent in leadership. It has its roots in ultimately uh, political realms. It partners with the political spirit as well. Uh, it leverages slander, gossip, and uh, you know what? Let's just go to the video. You're going to love it. God bless. I'm going to jump right into it because that's what you're waiting for. Last week, we talked about why so many Canadians 
Indian charismatic leaders flee the country to go to the U.S. And uh, we raised up the, the question of why, and we answered it by talking about something called the spirit of socialism that operates within uh, and works with unholy agreement, uh, demonic conspiracy, jealousy, uh, all of that. And so what is the spirit of socialism? Let's get right into it. Uh, I gave a definition last week about what socialism is. Socialism within the context of a country, of course, uh, is common ownership or, and I, I actually wrote it out to just give you a good definition because sometimes you'll catch words from a from a kind of a national definition and be able to equate it to the church so socialism is an economic theory of social organization that believes that the means of making moving and trading well should be owned or controlled by the community as a whole of course the key word there uh, is is controlled <laughs> the spirit of socialism is all about control now, when we talk about uh, socialism in a country, we're talking about the common collective of wealth together, controlled altogether, all of that. But how this spirit operates in the church is that now you've got a lack of diversity where everybody is expected to be the same way. And anyone with any unusual gifts, the power gifts, the apostolic gifts, prophet gifts, this kind of thing, gets minimized to the lowest common denominator. That's the only way there's peace, is everybody is minimized to the lowest common denominator. And the only way to keep somebody from emerging as an exceptional or unusual leader, even though all gifts are are vital to the body, we're not talking about a hierarchy or somebody's better than someone else, just when you break away from the group or you, you uh, have a season even in ministry where God is really using you, to be a catalyst in something, that's when that spirit comes in. And it's, no, 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 you've got to come down from uh, where you are, your uniqueness, your diversity, you're, you're not as gifted as you think you are. We need to make sure everybody is happy and under control. So the spirit is really about, the spirit of socialism is really about control. And also it wages war against your uh, uniqueness, the unique way that God made you, the unique way that he he gifted you, and it operates through false perceptions where people begin to uh, become jealous or envious, and they begin to judge you falsely, uh, that you have pride or, or you're too showy or, you know, as God begins to use you, and, and that's where the false unity emerges, where uh, we begin to look at unity as uniformity. Uh, and and we actually lose the freedom and diversity of the body of Christ, where we try to cause everybody to conform. Basically, if you do not conform, you are no longer part of the group. And that's the, the tough part. And Canadian leaders who are hearing me speak this right now, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when you uh, begin to emerge... That spirit comes immediately and operates through control, through gossip, through unholy agreement. And uh, I'm going to touch on what unholy agreement is and demonic conspiracy uh, next week, I think, uh, and go a little deeper into, into what that actually is. But basically, this spirit works to surround a righteous individual, a righteous leader, the strength in numbers to surround him or her to falsely accuse them, to 
bring them down, anything to bring them down to the lowest common denominator where all things are are controlled, as they say. And it'll use any of your imperfections, it'll use any of your past mistakes, and you actually see this this spirit work alongside the political spirit, where uh, you see it especially in government, when leaders are running for office or they're running for key positions, you'll see all kinds of smear campaigns and stuff thrown at them, especially righteous leaders. You'll see this spirit emerge that goes to attack them, bring them down, false accusation, exaggeration, uh, manipulation, unholy agreement. And and, and you, you, you really have to believe that you're called of God and be bold when you move forward against this spirit. And I gave an example. I'm actually going to use the Bible here. But I gave an example last time about Daniel. This is just a the best example you can give from the Bible, I think, of the, the spirit of socialism. Uh, but it says in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3, Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. You see right there, Daniel began to distinguish himself. The common, someone became uncommon. Uh, it's perceived that somebody is, is, is rising. Somebody is excellent. Somebody is making other people jealous or a bit envious. So this Daniel, and, and it was God. <laughs> God will make you as a leader uncommon for the sake of leading and transforming the common. God will use an individual in an uncommon way to be a catalyst of the new thing. And so God will lift up a particular leader and really use them uh, in a unique way so that they set the new standard and the body rises up to that. So God doesn't uh, have to have total buy-in to do a new thing on the earth. And we've had a real false unity emerge in Canada or an understanding of if we can just get this unity thing together, if we can just crack this password, revival is going to sweep across the country. And in actuality, God has always looked for a man. The Bible says that he, he marveled, that he looked over the whole earth looking for a man or woman, and he, he marveled that he couldn't find one. So God has no problem working through unity. God has no problem working through critical mass of a few people like Gideon, the, the 300. And God has no problem using a man or woman in a unique and extraordinary way. But when he does, especially I have found in Canadian circles, the spirit of socialism comes in and everyone is only comfortable as long as your your gifts and abilities are reduced to the lowest common denominator. Don't rock the boat. Don't arouse jealousy. Don't be too unique. Don't put your face on a poster. Don't uh, promote your own ministry. Uh, and of course, we're, we're not talking about pride here. We're not talking about arrogance. But we enter into a bit of a false humility that we think that is humility by withholding and subduing the unique gift that God has put within you. I wonder how many Daniels our country has lost to, to the U.S. <laughs> how many gifts of God we have seen leave to another country where they are free to operate in the fullness of their power gifts, apostolic gifts. I mean, I could name all kinds of ministers and ministries, but for the sake of not arousing controversy, I'll, I'll leave them nameless. But how many ministers and ministries have left Canada because of this false unity demand? And, uh, and then when, when uh, you don't conform, 
and you become uncommon, uh, that's when the bulls of Bashan surround you, as David said. <laughs> he said, the bulls of Bashan have surrounded me. And you see unholy agreement emerge. Uh, I can't tell you the stories. I want to tell you the stories of when we went to launch History Makers Academy, and you know all the amazing things that this academy and society is doing in the world by God's grace. But the battle had never been more fierce uh, in my life than at that time. This was not just uh, opposition or some low level of persecution. It was all out demonic conspiracy. And that's how I knew I was on the right path. But let me show you Daniel and then I might just touch on uh, my own story. But I try to hold back on that uh, to not arouse any further controversy. Uh, but uh, in verse 3, Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. And the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Often the spirit of socialism will target you right before a promotion. Betrayal precedes promotion. Um, humility, uh, God allowing things to zero base you precedes promotion. But also the bulls of Bashan will gather around you before a promotion. You'll see it. And this is what happened here. The king was about to promote Daniel. This is a good picture of not just government appointment or or stepping into a leadership position but also it's a picture of of leadership in general when god is about to give you more ground when god is about to enhance your borders and territories when god is now going to take your citywide ministry and make it a national ministry international ministry that's when they surround you and it's usually from the people that are walking with you unfortunately you know my good friend uh pastor mika kostomo he said, we shoot our own. We shoot our own. And that, he didn't say it as a blanket statement that was derogatory or, or overly critical. It was just, uh, we do that to each other. Uh, it, it's no secret in, in many Christian circles. And uh, one of the reasons we do it, because it makes no rational sense, is somehow it makes us feel better about our position when somebody is brought low. I'm sorry on your Friday to to just air something like that out. But the only reason you would turn against your own comrade, <laughs> the person that you have the most in common with, your faith in Jesus Christ, your call to advance the kingdom, the only reason you would turn on somebody like that, someone you walked with for years, who you know you have a relationship with, the only reason that happens is often a root of jealousy that is alleviated by watching you be brought low. And we'll touch on that when we get into unholy agreement. But I want to show you unholy agreement here. So Daniel's about to be promoted. And uh, and it says in verse 4, Then the commissioners and satraps began trying to find a ground of accusation. The spirit of socialism operates in false accusation. False accusation. Or they dig for something and exaggerate it. So still, false accusation. The spirit of uh, socialism operates in false accusation. And the reason why uh, accusation is so wrong, if you even do a study on uh, the name of Satan, I believe it's uh, Apollyon uh, is the exact word, Apollyon, uh, or something like that. It actually means to throw through. 
it, it depicts the throwing of a spear. That accusation is actually from is is the nature of Satan, the one who throws accusations, the one who accuses the saints night and day. And you'll generally find when the spirit of socialism is operating, especially if you're entering into government, you're not even part of a church, you're not even thinking of Christianity, you're entering into a governmental position, you'll see the spears start coming, the accusations start coming. And, and so the nature of the demonic kingdom is accusation. The nature of the Christian kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, is the blood that covers, forgiveness, true unity, grace, mercy, Yes, justice, where it's de- where it's executed without being added to. A- and God is very well able to bring justice to an unrighteous situation. You don't have to be uh, God's police person for the body of Christ. Uh, he will take care of that. <laughs> but where accusation is emerging, and, and usually false accusation, it's a sign of the spirit of socialism, and there's something to be gained by spreading that accusation. That's the next thing that happens, is once the accusation is found, it will now be spread. Why? And that's where gossip comes in, phone calls are made, meetings are happening, and you you might not even know what's going on. And there is accusations in the air. And some people, some leaders, when God begins to use them, they come under such heavy accusations that they don't even know about, that have actual spiritual power to work against you in the spirit. That's why you'll see in some deliverance ministries, you'll see them pulling the arrows out of the back or or that you're bearing these accusations. The reason is, is the accusations from an unholy agreement become word curses from Christians. They become word curses. This is how we shoot our own, is you can be whispering in a room miles away from the person, gossiping, slandering, and saying this and this, and it's not even true. And because it doesn't come under truth, and because it's not on the side of truth, it's deceptive in nature, it's a lie or an exaggeration, uh, Satan anoints it with demonic power. And those become word curses, and now you have introduced witchcraft. And this is what what goes on. I'm sorry to be real with you, but if you're going to spend the time watching this video, I'm being real with you. That's when the witchcraft emerges from Christian people and you have unholy agreement. So now look what happens. They're looking for an accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs. It's just so true uh, in the church. But they could find no ground of accusation. Then these men... Uh, they said in verse 5, we will not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel. This is why it's so important to walk cleanly before God. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give people something to use against you. Think about the things you do before you do them. You know, sin just gives legal access to the enemy to use these things against you. Then in verse 6, look what it says. Then these commissioners and satraps came by agreement to the king and spoke against uh, Daniel. They came by agreement, unholy agreement. There is tremendous spiritual power in unholy agreement against a righteous leader or a righteous person. And so they go on, and you can read this on your own. It's Daniel 6 and verse 6. We see the first case of, of unholy agreement. But then in verse 11, it says it again. Then these men came by 
agreement <laughs> and found Daniel making petition and supplication before God. You see, unholy agreement is working against, the crowd is working against a righteous leader that God is trying to promote, that God is trying to use. Then let's go over to verse 14. We see it again. Uh, then, no, sorry, verse 15. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, recognize, O king, and they're going to now frame Daniel for praying. They actually set up a law that would deliberately catch him. And, and I think that it's maybe even in one other place, uh, unholy agreement. Why would the Bible use that term so much there? Well, we're seeing a, we're seeing a principle there. So oftentimes before God really wants to use you, especially in Canadian circles, you will see uh, when, the, when the common becomes uncommon, when God rests upon a man or woman for a season in an unusual way, when God rests upon a church in an unusual way, with, with visits a church, a revival, or whatever, the voices begin, people begin to talk because there are power in our words. And so if you don't want to be part, if you don't want to engage and be the you know, the vehicle for the spirit of socialism against leaders. Stop talking. Words are the key. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV.